Here's a message from Ken Lavica. NFL team, so much hope, but who is never going to get it going? Christian Cat, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. I tell you what, I'm about to blow Jeanette's mind. Never, ever have I applied. Two different things in one moment to this show and tied it together so seamlessly like I'm about to do. I don't think I'm ready. Wait for it. I don't think I am. Wait for it. Now, what if I told you, Jeanette, that I can tie together the Burning Man Festival fiasco with 75,000 people stranded in mud and the upcoming NFL season? What if I told you that I could pull that off? You won't. Mm. You won't. I'm being doubted. Christian Cat, Audible Assassin, what if I told you that I will take the Burning Man Festival, unlike Jeanette the Doubter, I have faith, and I could tie it into the upcoming NFL season. Feels like the end of an episode of a sitcom where somehow, someway, everything works out and the in-laws leave that dinner happy. That's right. Like, everybody loves Raymond. Exactly. Somehow it worked out. That happens? Yeah, of course. They always find a way to make things work at the end. Good for them. Burning Man. Do you know Do you know what the Burning Man Festival is, Jeanette? I want to go so badly to one. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I do. I, would defi- I definitely want to go to a Burning Man. All right. So, so basically, Burning Man is, is a festival that is held in uh, the most nether regions, the most desolate remote area of Nevada possible. Okay? And keep in mind, they, they test supersonic vehicles and bombs and things in the most rural parts of Nevada. So there's a lot of room, a lot of desolate parts, and this is like the most desolate part of Nevada. Yes, and the point of Burning Man is there's no brands, barely right. any clothes because you're in the middle of the right. desert too. It, it's it's self-sustainability. It's yes. connecting with other people. It's yes. connecting with nature. Mm-hmm. It's an entire thing. But what it's become... And it's live music. Yeah. And Imagine Coachella, but with no brands. Right. Less clothes. Actually. And I, in the middle of the desert. I would argue you could even apply it to Sunfest. It's like if Sunfest uh, was sucky and out in the middle of the desert. Uh, art. Sunfest is way too classy and, for Burning Man. Okay. <laughs> Don't even. It, so that was a terrible That's comparison. a loose analogy. <laughs> as loose an analogy as possible. Just trying to go local here. <laughs> What it's really turned into, though, is uh, a bunch of uh, rich white people show up in the desert of Nevada and then say that uh, they're connecting with themselves. They're becoming one with the spirits when it's just become one rich. You're able to call yourself a hippie fest for a couple of days in Nevada. That's what it's become. Okay, so this year, about the most hilarious possible thing happened that could have happened. All right. So. (laughs) Because the Burning Man Festival, which just concluded, because the Burning Man Festival out in Nevada um, experienced weather that they're not used to, because again, this is the desert, it's dry, dry conditions, precipitation at a minimum, uh, 
severe weather. When I say severe weather, that means that they got eight-tenths of an inch of rain in a day-and-a-half span. That here, eh, you shrug your shoulders at it. Like, Jeanette and I got stranded in Hollywood uh, back in May or April, whenever that was, uh, because in one day, there was like 14 inches of rain, okay? So an eighth of an inch of rain? Hey, whatever. We do that down here, no problem. An eighth of an inch of rain in the Nevada desert uh, in a two-day span, it presents problems. In the desert... Uh, there's no, because the, 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 the soil is so packed in, I'm even going to tie biology in for you as well. Wow. The soil is so packed in, uh, there's no way for the water to, to seep into the surface, to, to, to get soaked up by, by uh, the, the ground. So it needs to evaporate. The sun needs to do its duty and evaporate the moisture until that happens, especially with an eighth of an inch of rain, um, it becomes very muddy. It becomes a thick, pasty, because of the, the, the surface, the dirt in the remote Nevada desert. It becomes a very sticky mud, so much so that driving an automobile through it becomes a problem. Walking through it becomes an issue. So that is where 75,000 uh, festival goers ran into problems late last week because of an eighth of an inch of rain and nobody could leave. Nobody could get out. Nobody could move. Nobody could function because of mud. The mud was so bad that festival organizers issued a shelter-in-place warning to everybody who was attending because the conditions became so hazardous. So there you have it. 75,000 people, naked people, drugged up people, people just wandering around. They're sheltering in place because of mud. That doesn't sound like a good time, does it, Jeanette? No, not at all. And just for extra context, I've been to a couple of camping festivals. And Is it miserable? I have a blast. Really? I haven't been stuck in it. I'm actually trying to get to EDC Orlando one more time. It's not a camping festival. Mm. But it's festivals are a bunch of fun. Everybody should go to one while you can. And when I say you can, you can still... Deal with a hangover. That's Camp- why I'm trying to go to one now. Well, camping music festivals, you know what I think when I, I think of camping music festivals or camping festivals, uh, Christian? I think of um, I think of body hair and mm-hmm. I think of body order. Okay, so here's the deal. At music festivals, um, to say it politely, nobody's sober for about more than half the day. Very few and rare, and if you are sober, good for you. But I personally, in my experiences, nobody has. And there comes a time where, like, there's showers, and you have to pay, but you have to pay for the showers. Of course. But after capitalism. A, but after about the first day, even wearing flip flops, you don't want to go in those showers. No, you I'm see sure. things on the floor outside of mud and dirt that are absolutely disgusting. So what I've always done, and pretty much everybody does, is you know they bring the baby wipes and mm. they just use that or. You bring extra bottles of water and you just rinse yourself off in the morning. Isn't that like an Okeechobee want. Music Festival? I did not go to. I regret not going to that one. But that's like our most local, like camping they uh, festival. They haven't done it in a 
couple years, I believe. But yeah, it's a camping festival. I've uh, fallen asleep. Uh, and if I, well, passed out, if I didn't get woken up, I would have camped out at Sunfest uh, about 10 or 12 years ago. <laughs> but that probably would have meant I would have been in jail uh, as well. So thank you to the Good Samaritan who woke me up near the gate of Sunfest. What? As I was drunk. I know it was a mess. Sunfest is first... so small compared to festivals yeah. too, Ken. Yeah. That a, is what? It was yeah. a different time in my life, okay? I, I have a similar experience except it's just being uh, soft as can be. I went to, uh, I think, a, than Ken? Saturday of Sunfest this year, an all-time low was there, right? I was really excited for that band. The and you had an all-time there. low? I, I made it. Well through. done, bravo. I got there an hour before they went on, wanted to see what it's about. My first Sunfest in Palm Beach County had one Aperol spritz. Was just dehydrated, was sweating so much, and I just, I laid on the grass and we left. <laughs> I, I got halfway through their set and had to walk out. What? We got some Greek uh, Greek food and uh-huh. watched uh, TV at home. That's how it worked out. I have. Oh my God. So many. You drink an Aperol spritz as your drink of choice. Not and really. that's what got you. And he felt like he had to tap out. By yeah. the way, just so we know, so everybody for context, an Aperol spritz is literally Aperol, that orange kind of liqueur from Italy. Prosecco, which is essentially a sh- cheap champagne. Yeah. And club soda on top. That's what got you? It wasn't a drunk thing. It was a de- dehydration uh, That's what thing. they all say. It had to yeah. have been. I only had one Alcohol drink. Alcohol is naturally dehydrating, though. You should have been prepared. I apparently wasn't. Oh, so, my gosh. I Am I the t- strongest one here? When it comes to that yes. stuff, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I so think it, we all assume you that. You too. If I couldn't handle Sunfest, I can't handle anything else. Any, any music festival that apparently is better because this, a Coachella, mm-hmm. a Burning Man, makes it sound worse to me. Like, no, it's hardcore. I, yeah, I, no, thank you. I'm telling you, once you're in it, the environment, it's uh, the energy. I, I know you love this word, Ken, the vibes. Yeah. It is so real. It is so much fun. You get lost to it. And just when you think you can't handle one more night, you somehow wake up, you have a nice tall glass of vodka water balance, and you keep pushing. Uh, so, so Jeanette's the only one cut out for festivals here. It's, 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 it's abundantly clear. But with Burning Man... So these people were stuck for days. Uh, some tried to walk out. There is a uh, there's a, a city that once a year becomes a city. Uh, it feeds the needs of the 75,000 or so that go to this Burning Man Festival every year. So people opted to walk three and a half, four miles through the mud to get there. Some people were just stuck there. Uh, it got so bad and so urgent that uh, that that the White House had to give a briefing to uh, to Sleepy Joe uh, about what was happening there in the in the the Nevada desert. Like, could you imagine being at a, a festival, a camping festival, and things get so bad that the president has to know what's happening? I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall yeah. with what? that conversation. Somebody like, hey, Biden, yeah, <laughs> somebody explaining to Joe Biden what Burning Man is. Oh my God. Yeah. And how to take care of the people in it? Give oh, a hardcore what? Uh huh. Yeah. What? <laughs> so, and then he falls over. So, um, uh, so what happened is eventually the sun did its job. Going back to the uh, the the science I was talking about, the sun evaporated the moisture in the mud enough to where it turned back to dirt, and uh, people were able to get their... They even have a name for when people leave this festival. It's called the Exodus. How pretentious is that? <laughs> it's just the most pretentious thing. And they burn a big wooden man, the burning man. That's, the, uh, that's so uh, cool! 
Because they think they're primal is, and they think they're oh like, uh, they, no, they no, think no, they're, no, no, they're no, sticking no. it to the man, the man, bringing down the man as they go back to Southern California and they're, they're eight digit salaries. You are jealous and a hypocrite. You are jealous that you aren't there. And second of all, you are always trying to give it to the man. So don't even. <laughs> Pause. Uh, so so uh, here is where I'm about to blow your mind. Okay, Jeanette, you hang on to your butt. Christian, hang on to your seat. I hope, I hope you're sitting down. Well, you are. I can see you. This is where I now tie in the Burning Man Festival to the NFL. We sit. We sit. 30 hours away from the start of the NFL season. Count them. 30 hours away from the start of the NFL season. It's the Chiefs and it's the Lions tomorrow night. And it is finally here. And as we look at predictions, we always talk about who's going to be the dominant team. Who's going to be the surprise team. Who's going to be the worst team. That that right there, that's simple sports talk, Christian. That's for the lazies, as I like to call them. What we're doing here is we are tying Burning Man and their mud problems into an NFL preview. Which team is the team in 2023 that's never going to get it going? They're going to be stuck in neutral. They're going to be stuck in the mud. Which team is going to be the most average? Which good team is not going to realize its expectations and be the most mid-team in the NFL in 2023. Which NFL team will be stuck in the mud? Jeanette, how about that? Are you mind-blown? I'm in between. I Are am you so stuck bored. in the mud? Yeah, I uh-huh. will say that. I'm trudging. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of a stretch, but I definitely respect the hustle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Christian, I think we did some pretty good radio right there, huh? I mean, that was 13 minutes of magic. <laughs> of, of magic. Oh, God, 13 minutes. So, <laughs> I, I want to I, I wanna go rapid fire here. I want to, because we, we have takes a flying. We have takes a flying. In, in case you didn't hear yesterday, Jeanette, Travis Kelsey, arguably the best tight end in football, mm-hmm. maybe the best tight end in the history of the sport, depending on who you talk to, Travis Kelsey a hyperextended knee yesterday at Chiefs practice. My God, what does it mean? Well, you bet your ass Stephen A. Smith was right on it on first take on ESPN. Not only did he talk about Travis Kelsey, he extrapolated if Travis Kelsey with a hyperextended knee is out for the season, the Chiefs are going to have problems. But what about tomorrow? What about tomorrow? Short term, what about tomorrow? Stephen A. on ESPN, tell us about it. How much trouble would Mahomes be in without Kelsey in this opener? Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs will not win a Super Bowl championship without Travis Kelsey. Oh, hyperextended knee. We're talking about the season. We're only talking about him potentially being out for the immediate moment right now. I love how self-aware Stephen A. has become. I just wanted to make that statement to crystallize how important I believe he is. And we thank you for it. They don't win a Super Bowl championship without Travis Kelsey, who is arguably the greatest tight end in the history of the sport. Move along. Noted. Noted. It's something that will be that'll need to be talked ah, about, spit it out in the weeks and the months to come. Having this said all of that, our 13 minute it's Burning not Man open. shattering for this particular game. Um, I think that not having him, however, puts the Kansas City, I'm sorry, the Kansas City Chiefs in a position to lose this game. There we to go, the Detroit Lions. There it either. is, Stephen A. Smith. 
The Chiefs are in position to lose this game without Travis Kelsey. The takes are flying, Jeanette. We are 30 hours away from the start of the NFL season, and we are going macro level. We are talking not only full season, but then we're going micro level. What about tomorrow? I mean, I love it. This is the stuff I live for. Kimberly Martin, ESPN, talking get up. Mike Greenberg, who, by the way, congratulations on returning to your radio show for the first time in two months. Good to have you back, Greeny. Uh, this on Get Up This Morning, Kimberly Martin. How about this hypothetical? What if? Jeanette, what if? Daniel Jones outplays Dak Prescott in week one. What happens, Christian? Tell me. Give me the one shot. Give me the one shot of the legendary meme machine that is Kmart. If Daniel Jones outplays Dak Prescott on Sunday night, give me the face you're going to make. God, if he were to pl- outplay Dak, I'd just probably be like, oh, my God. That's good analysis Because here's the thing. If we literally are talking about Daniel Jones outplaying Dak after week one, like, where, where are the Cowboys? Like, I hate the Dak talk because it's everybody adds these qualifiers like, I'm not saying he's a scrub. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bum. It's like, whoa, whoa. Dak Prescott is a very good quarterback. Okay, I've heard yes, enough. He needs- so, so this is the type of discussion happening on uh, our, our, our outstanding sports shows on ESPN and the family of networks. What about Mike Tannenbaum, our football? In- what did Mike Tannenbaum say? What was he talking about? Russell, uh, Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. When is Russell Wilson getting benched in Denver? We are throwing around all the hypotheticals. Mike T, let me have it. Rule number 11, coach for ourselves, don't be a celebrity quarterback. Uh-huh. You want a battlefield commander. This is not a popularity contest. You want to be respected, not liked. And if I am Sean Payton, I've said it before, he's going to see this as an opportunity. The first bump in the road, not the second, He's going to bench him. And Greeny, you mentioned it earlier when you were Not talking to Lou tonight. Not the second bump, Jeanette. Jared the Stidham first. is an intriguing quarterback Speaking prospect. Of and in Sean's mind is, camping I didn't trade for him. I didn't pay him. <laughs> and if I bench this quarterback, get all these great young players, no, Devontae Williams, Jerry yeah. Judy, oh, they well, will fall in line. That's why I think this is such an intriguing yeah. situation. I love to turn all right, to my awesome. psych. So there we go. I mean, we're, we're talking about what if. What if Daniel Jones outplays Dak? Travis Kelsey, can the Chiefs somehow, some way, beat the Lions on night number one as they start their title defense? And and when is Russell Wilson going to get benched? Not two bumps in, one bump in. We're here, kids. We made it. We made it. Now, as we talk about being stuck in the mud, there is one team that comes to mind. It is a team that was 8-2 and two in their final 10 games of last season. A team, though, that started 1-6 before that. They had their problems. A team that has a quarterback that I don't believe in. A team that has holes throughout their defense, but a team that is in one of the weakest divisions in football. They're getting a lot of hype for the first time in a long, 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 long time. And you know what? I don't think they're going to know how to handle it. The team, the good team, the good team, that gets stuck in the mud this year, the Detroit Lions. Ooh. And because they're in the NFC North, they're going to be in playoff contention all year long, hovering in that 500 zone. But they're not going to overtake the Packers, and they're not going to overtake the Vikings, and they're going to miss the playoffs. Maybe they'll have a stretch of two or three straight wins, but Jared Goff is not him. Jared Goff, he's fine. That's all he is. He's fine. The Packers... 
Packers collectively have better talent than the Lions do. The Vikings are a superior team than the Lions are because the Lions still have problems on defense. The Lions are my team that's going to be stuck in the mud like Burning Man. They're never going to get going. They're going to stay average all year long. The Detroit Lions are my stuck-in-the-mud team of 2023. Are you a little bit concerned with that take that you're going to find out real quick on Thursday, are you going to weigh a lot on Thursday night and be like, I was right immediately. Oh, yeah. I was wrong immediately. Um, so, so I am, I'm going to play the long game on this because <laughs> as Stephen, A said, what if Travis Kelsey is out, then what in God's name are the chiefs going to do? What are they going to do? They don't have any other weapons. It's not like they can overcome the loss of one man. The Kansas city chiefs never shown it before. Never, ever, ever okay. shown it. Um, no, we're going to play long game with this, but I just don't see the Lions going on a six, seven game tear. I don't see them hitting 11, 12 wins. The Lions are my stuck in the mud team of 2023. And if we put so much stock on the quarterback position, how can you fully expect that Jared Goff at this point of his career is going to lead the Lions to an 11 or 12 win season in a division championship? And the Lions just always disappoint. That's my stuck-in-the-mud team of 2023. Jeanette, you're sitting there. You're in the desert of Nevada. You just had an eighth of an inch of rain, and you have boots on. Uh, you have consumed some sort of edible. Uh, you are looking at a sculpture of a papier-mâché bird, and you think to yourself, my God, I can't go anywhere. I'm stuck. I feel like X team in 2023. Who's that team? You know, you mentioned a lot of water. You know what uh, mascot would be great in water? Hmm. Dolphins. Oh, my God. I think Miami Dolphins are definitely going to be stuck in the mud. You go from 2022. Beached. Mm -hmm. beached. You see, would you like my transition yeah, there? That was good. I took my notes from you. Yeah, thanks. Last year, they ended with a 9-8 and eight record, all mm -hmm. right? I remember sitting in this thing. Tua, 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 Tua. Hot start. You beat the Ravens. You beat the Bills so much yep. that they were about to call OSHA. That's right. All it right? So hot. Three losses, but then you come back with five wins. A couple more losses, one more win versus the Jets, and that's it. How many injuries? There went your QB. Yeah. There weren't a couple other people. All right. Off season. Who'd you get? Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. All right. Yeah, oh, we hype. Mm -hmm. Two was hype. Yep. Two was back. Mm -hmm. And what happens during uh, training camp? Jalen Ramsey on the first day. Uh, injury. We're not going to see him until Thanksgiving. Not only a couple people, but hey, you got some weird awkwardness with my boy, Xavier Howard. Mm -hmm. You got some other with Taron Armstead, too. Uh, yeah. Is he still out? We uh, don't know he, yet. He's probably not going to play week one, it's looking like. Exactly. And then let's talk about the AFC East. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> what happened with the Jets out during the offseason? Uh, they're on a love fest currently with Aaron Rodgers. I'll give you guys the pats. You mm. guys can take the pats, okay? Okay. But... Let's talk about the Bills. Oh, let's do that. All right? Mm-hmm. So. Enough said. Yeah. That's all we had to say about the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Miami Dolphins, I'm sorry. Mm. They're going to be stuck in the mud, too, for this season. Oh, that brought my mood down. The Dolphins, Jeanette says they're going to be stuck in the mud, thrashing, looking for some sort of moist sustenance, and it's not going to be there. The Dolphins will be beached. They will be stuck in the mud. I say the Lions, the Lions stuck in the mud. Which 2023 NFL team? is going to be stuck in the mud, never able to get it going. Which good team is just going to be stuck in neutral? Most radio shows do best team or worst team or surprise team or most disappointing team. Not us, damn it, not us. Because we have our finger on the pulse of culture. And that's why we're doing a topic related to Burning Man.
You don't like it? Get your own radio show. Which good NFL team in 2023 is going to be most stuck in the mud? Jeanette says the Dolphins. I say the Lions. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media is busy with it. At KLV1063. At KLV1063. Audible Assassin, who's stuck in the mud collectively as a team 2023 in your estimation. You got to go with the team out west every year with this quarterback. Some call him a social media quarterback because he is a social media quarterback, but it's not really him being the problem. It's his head coach. I'm talking about the Los Angeles Chargers. Every single season, we're told that they are the team that's going to take the crown if another team is going to take the crown in that division. Herbert MVP, Chargers championship window, one of the top receivers in the game, really strong defense, good secondary. You hear it every, every single year. They're going to be one in three going into their bye. They really only have three nobody teams on their schedule. They, it's the Raiders in their division, which who knows, but I think you can count on the Raiders kind of being down this year, and the Patriots. That's it. The, less of their, the rest of their schedule is, yeah, the rest of the division. Of course, the Chiefs a couple of times, and I'm really high on the Broncos this year. I think with Sean Payton, they can do something. Right now, they're at a coin flip to make the playoffs. Their schedule is absolutely brutal. I could do some Mike Francesa radio and just go through the entire schedule <laughs> right now, but I'm not going to do that. Okay. Just trust me. You can look it up yourself. A lot of contenders in the AFC and the teams that get out of the NFC aren't easy either. The Chargers have a brutal schedule. They've got an early buy. They've got no let-up uh, bye week on week five. The Chargers should not be a coin flip to make the playoffs. They're going to win maybe six games if they're lucky. So the Chargers have brought an RV out to the Nevada desert. Mm-hmm. They're, they're looking forward to, uh, to experiencing the highest of highs. They're looking forward to music and art, and then the rain falls on them, and then the mud happens, and then they can't move, and then they're sheltering in place, and then they're simply just waiting for the exodus. It is their Burning Man moment. The L.A. Chargers stuck in the mud, according to the Audible Assassin. And Brandon Staley's the guy who says, you know, I think we can make it. This puppy's got two-wheel drive. And, and he it, takes the RV further yeah. and further. Further exactly. into the mud. He's, he's putting it in reverse and it's just splattering dirt all over uh-huh. the place. You're not moving sinking at all. Yeah, it's just sinking slowly <laughs> yeah. into the Nevada desert. He, we got it. No, yeah. this puppy's been through a lot. I think it handles some mud. And trust me, it does not handle the mud. Uh, so the LA Chargers stuck in the mud. Jeanette says it's the poor dolphins that the are going to be dolphins. stuck in the mud in 2023. And for me, I say, sorry, Detroit. Your Lions will not realize potential, and they will not get out of the 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 really, really weak NFC North. They're going to be stuck in the mud all 2023. Which NFL team do you think? Good NFL team, team with expectations, team that you believe has the talent to make a run that's just not going to be able to. They're stuck in the mud. Which good NFL team in 2023 is just never going to escape that Nevada desert. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. There's also some symbolism stuck in the mud. Nevada desert, NFL teams, Vegas, gambling, the entire thing. There is synergy in this. And I will be there in 24 hours. You are going to be there in 24 hours. And we'll discuss it as Jeanette looks to stalk Jimmy Garoppolo. No, no. 
I'm yeah. doing research. Uh-huh. Legally, I'm doing research. Legally stalking. I want to lure him in. Oh, okay. I'm not stalking him. I'm uh-huh. just, you know, what is it, manifesting? Yeah, I know. Just, what just you're describing sounds like kidnapping. And the yeah. energy. Yeah. Luring, setting a trap, kidnapping. Yeah, that's those are the stages of what no, you're describing. No, 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 no. It's research, okay? Mm-hmm. It's research. Mm-hmm. I don't stalk men on Instagram. I research them, uh-huh. and it's the same thing with Jimmy G, okay? <laughs> and then you go and stalk him in person. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Which NFL team in 2023, and again, the season gets going in right around 30 damn hours. Which NFL team in 2023 going to be stuck in the mud like the Burning Man Festival? Expectations. They're expected to be good, but they'll never get it going. Which team is that going to be? I say the Lions. Jeanette's going with the Dolphins and the Audible Assassin Christian Cat. He goes L.A. Chargers. Who's your team? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on social media, again, at KLV1063. I have a lot to do on a Wednesday. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN1063. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I uh, I was thinking about it in the break, which is the team that's going to be least likely to get going, get a sustained run that puts them over the top, stuck in the mud, if you will. As we go into the 2023 NFL season, and I, I said the Lions... Jeanette dropped a Dolphins on my head. Thanks again. You're welcome. And uh, Christian Cat, he says the L.A. Chargers, which team is of those three, common sense, which one is most likely of those three, where common sense dictates, hey, them kind of just being stuck is a bigger reality than the others? I mean, just based on the division. Say it. Based on the health issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It probably is the Dolphins, right? Mm. Like, they, the Dolphins are so perplexing because they have arguably more offensive talent top to bottom than anybody in the league. Not only that, but y'all had two chances to snatch big names, too, in the offseason. Yeah. Jonathan I- Taylor. And Alvin Cook. Uh-huh. Now, I How'd would that argue go? that that is the, I mean, that has become the least important position in football. For all the things we've talked about, Jonathan Taylor and how good he is, that's still the least important position in football and the Dolphins do have a full backfield. For sure, but I feel like it would have been an extra, you know, boat of confidence given yeah. everything else that's happened. You're right. It would have been a nice, nice playmaker to have. Oh, let's also add the fact that Stephen Ross tried to hook up with Tom Brady on the side like a side chick, and you guys lost a couple drafts too. I just feel like the, the Dolphins have 
what they need, including an outstanding genius play caller head coach. But that division is going. It's not going to be like last year where we thought the AFC West was going to be sick with Herbert and Wilson and uh, Carr. Uh, and then who am I missing out there? Russell Wilson. Uh, no, Wilson, Carr, Herbert, and oh, and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, uh, we thought that was going to be straight <laughs> up, that guy, straight up ringer. And then it sucked. It just turned into the Chiefs running away with it. The Chargers were able to eke their way into the postseason uh, for the first time with, with Herbert. Um, but the AFC East, I don't see how it's not just a spectacular race to the finish line. And I, I don't know. The, the Dolphins, more so than the Jets, more so than the Bills, have the most frail football team. So if training camp and the preseason's any indication, that's going to loom large because the Dolphins got banged up and they got banged up in a big way in training camp. Now, JMP, our teammate here at ESPN West Palm and our music insider here on Ken Levicka Live, uh, he says it's the Jets getting stuck in the mud. Mm-hmm. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And nothing would warm my heart. Nothing would warm my heart. By the way, minor upset, Aaron Rodgers wasn't out there at Burning Man. Seems like his kind of scene, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, That's a good point. It, it, I mean, I don't think that the Jets, if the Jets don't get it done, it's not going to be because they get stuck in the mud. It's going to be because it's a colossal failure. Like, it's just going to be free fall. It's not going to be... Uh, uh, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. Uh, dig your tires into the dirt. It's going to be spectacular, glorious collapse like it was with Brett Favre when he was a Jet. Hard Knocks is pretty pop propaganda-ish for whichever team it covers. Oh, yeah, this has been uh, uh, above and beyond. See, I would you could say for Aaron Rodgers for sure, he's definitely been painted in a great light depending on how you feel about him. I've fallen head over heels for uh, Rob Sala during the season. So that's completely changing my mind, which is uh, a flaw in my brain. You're but a Giants fan and you're saying that. I'm a that. Ravens fan oh, I'm saying thought, that. He's oh, yeah. literally wearing a Ravens shirt right in front of you. Every sentence that you're comes out of You're a Ravens fan and you're saying yeah. that. I don't know, man. I, I want to fight for that guy, especially after that last season-ending episode last night. It makes me trust them a little bit more than I would have knowing the Jets' history because Sala wasn't there in the past, or, you know, a couple years in the past. He's here now, and he's got a quarterback, and I'm just... what. What's insane to me, what the hard knocks have done for the Jets' perception, yeah. Stalin would be jealous of. <laughs> Cold War Stalin would be jealous of from a propaganda perspective. Wow. It's ridiculous. I've never seen a bigger love fest uh, rosy picture put on a team before a season like we saw with the Jets. When the Dolphins were on hard knocks, all it documented was the dysfunction with Joe Philpin. He had a run-in with Chad Ochocinco, uh, where he's just walking into team meetings or coaches' meetings, and then they document Ochocinco getting released because he had a domestic incident with his girlfriend, and then you had Vontae Davis getting embarrassed because he gets released, and he has to call his uh, call his, his grandmother, and people made fun of him. Like the Dolphins, that was just... Uh, a kick in the, the the groin to Dolphins fans, hard knocks with the Dolphins. With this version of Jets hard knocks, this has been Cold War era Soviet <laughs> propaganda. 
at its finest. They even did the Sopranos parody. Yes! They, it, oh, <laughs> it hit every single base, and I'm falling for it. We're Listen, gonna, I'm marching with Stalin on this. But it's, it's, it's really what we see in society, especially with politics. Like, we're getting brainwashed. People are getting brainwashed. People like you, the uh-huh. weak-minded, are getting <laughs> brainwashed by this propaganda that's being put out there. Does it make me better than everyone else if I haven't seen Hard Knocks? Given I mean, the way you're just, describing it? You've just avoided the Jets' love fest. I don't think that I'm you, not interested in You that. haven't missed much from a football perspective. No. There's Everything. not a whole lot there to satiate the football fan. There's a whole lot there to satiate the debate culture. Yes, I think like everything I've, I would want to see is already on social media. Pretty much. Like yeah. Aaron Rodgers yeah. talking trash, but I don't want to feed into the... Like Aaron Rodgers talking about UFOs this week on Hard Knocks. Like We've it, heard that before. Yeah, it doesn't surprise anybody. I think football-wise, the one thing that's changed because of Hard Knocks is like the value and perception of Garrett Wilson. Because now it's all like, well, Garrett Wilson isn't out of Devontae Adams because of Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what we've gotten from that. And that's why his fantasy draft like stock ha- has risen because of that show. When, when I saw... Uh, just based off of the interaction between Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson, Mike Greenberg go on get up and declare that Aaron Rodgers is going to save Zach Wilson's career <laughs> because he threw one play action pass in a preseason game. That's when I was done. That's when I was as pessimistic as possible on the Hard Knocks Jets experience. Once you heard, not doing it. Once you heard Josh Cohen uh, break down the dynamics between Zach Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, like you know what. Aaron Rodgers is great in that locker room. I, I've decided already. Did he do that? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, this is a great relationship. Immediately. <sighs> Hit the ground running. I hate football. <laughs> Which good. Hey, but uh, make sure to catch the, uh, the, the NFL opener tomorrow night right here on ESPN 106.3. The Chiefs and the Lions on your home for the NFL in Palm Beach County <laughs> and the Treasure Coast. Uh, Which good. NFL team is going to have the toughest time getting anything going in 2023. Which good NFL team is going to be stuck in the mud this season? Uh, I am going with uh, the Lions. Jeanette says the Dolphins and Christian. He says the Chargers. What about you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. One more time. 888-760-3776. And on social media, at KLV1063. Mike messages in. It's the Lions. I'm not buying the hype. Let us not forget Dan Campbell's the coach. He's a few beers short of a six-pack. What does that mean? Is that like I feel like a compliment, you, no? Yeah, there's different like, ways sure you can there's different ways you can go. You can take it in the literal sense where it's like he's a couple from literally having he's, a six pack of beer in yeah, front is he of him. He's a bit dim. Um I, I, I don't Are know. He's dumb. Is that like a dumb comment? Is that like uh he's an idiot? I read that as he has a beer belly that if he just cut off a couple of beers a then week, have a he's six ripped. Pack. Yeah. Right. He's, I mean, NFL vet, of course. Hmm. Uh, Jake messages in. I'm down on the Cowboys. Not to where I think they're going to be 5-12, and 12, but I think they're in for a much tougher year than people think. Especially if Daniel Jones outplays Dak Prescott. But didn't he do that all 2022? Yeah, that's no different. Like, that's just what happened last year. We all right. watched it for an entire season of football. What's going to happen is we're going to be so desperate to start the should Trey Lance start discussion. Uh, it's just going to take over the Cowboys season. I could I could see the Cowboys being a 9 and 8 8 and 9 team. Like I could. And I like Dak and I kind of root for Dak. I think it's more fun when that team is good. 
but this is not, what, 2017 after the MVP year or 2018. We have a lot more track record and injury record to show that, okay, you can't really trust that Dak is going to yeah, be a top Yeah, we know who Dak is. Uh, Dak, Dak, is uh, uh, Dak Prescott is very similar to a, a Tua, where Tua is more accurate, but you can't really depend on him because you don't know when they're going to be available. And then Dak in big moments... I mean, he, he just melts. I think he's to it. If the greater population, if the nation believe that the Dolphins truly believe in Tua, because the nation believes that, I think the Cowboys with that contract with Dak after he got hurt, that with the Trey Lance trade, that all kind of got unwrapped and yeah. changed last week. But though, Study Hall says the Steelers are going to be stuck in the mud. The uh-huh. team strikes me as last year's team that struggled in the beginning, had to pull off a miracle to stay 500. They do have an easier schedule. The Steelers don't scream playoff team to me. Don't tell that to a Steelers fan because they've seen Kenny Pickett in the preseason and they think that the Steelers are back. They think he's God. They think he. They think he is bringing the Steelers back. I work with a Steelers fan and I avoid speaking about football with her. You should, uh, I mean, it, it's going to end up being the best case of the biggest evidence of the preseason doesn't matter. The Steelers are the just, they have always a low ceiling and they always have a high floor. Yeah. They're going to give you your seven wins and they're not going to give you your AFC championship berth. That's just how it's going to work. That's what they did when they had Bell, Brown, and Roethlisberger. And now they have less tools, so you know what? that. I like what Mike Tomlin does with less. Yeah. Now they're being juiced up like they have more than they have. Uh, I, I just, I don't buy the Steelers as, and they'll be good. Like last year, I think starting the year, they were not classified as a good team. Right, yeah. They've at least elevated themselves to being considered, I think, a good team. But I could see them being uh, seven wins. The division's so hard, too. Yeah. Uh, am I the only one who thinks about when Mike Tomlinson's going to retire? Mike Tomlin? Yes, him. Uh, I think it's more of a question of Steelers fans just want him fired at some point. Like He was legitimately on the hot seat going into last season, even though he signed a contract extension. Steelers fans were not happy about that. Now, I think that that ship has sailed, and at least is, for now. And that's kind of a job that they don't change head coaches often ever, at all. Ever, ever. Yeah. Who was before? Was that Cow? Who was before uh, Mike Tomlin? Because I'm trying to wrap my head around it, and they always kind of make the joke it was, that— It was Coward. You know, that's insane. That doesn't like that doesn't compute in my brain. Right. How long ago that was that Mike Tomlin won a Super Bowl his first and, or second year with the team? Right. And you realize, Jeanette, that Mike Tomlin is fifty one. He's not retiring anytime soon. I just saw that, but he people It's just because he's had the job forever. Yeah. Not only the job, but the record of never going underneath five hundred in a season. Yeah. So now you're so treading you the line. You should get out. You should get out before that. Uh, yes, Tomlin, you I best you get out before your legacy <laughs> is being one of the few coaches, if not the only one, who's not gone under 500. I mean, nowadays, tarnishes. If Pickett doesn't work out, which all the eggs are in that basket right now, yeah. Kenny Pickett working out. Nowadays, franchises will just restart like that. It's not working out for the Cardinals. We're seeing how they can do it, right. but it's a quick switch to go from moving on for your quarterback to we got our guy. But the Steelers went from, oh, man, Tomlin, he's not the guy. I want him out to, oh, here's expectations again. So uh, I do think this is a big year, but I could see them being very, very average too. And then Joe says, uh, I can see the Chiefs possibly having an off year. Joe, I can't. What would be an off year for the Chiefs? Not winning the division? Yeah. I think that's it. But who's better? The Chargers aren't going to beat. The Chiefs. No, they're not in the division, and they're the only. Oh, they're what? the only threat. 
Are you sure? I feel like uh, we need to mention <laughs> Travis Kelsey in this just for oh, seeing. Ah, Stephen A. Exactly. Hey. The, the the Chiefs will not win the Super Bowl. Stephen A. said it today. The Chiefs will not win the Super Bowl if they don't have Travis Kelsey, who hyper extended his knee yesterday and is probably back by week two. But if he's out for the year, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. I will declare the Dolphins without Tyreek Hill will not win the Super Bowl. Okay? All right. I, like Stephen A., will go out on a limb and say that Tyreek Hill, without him, no Super Bowl for the Dolphins. All right? Stephon Diggs. If he doesn't play for the Bills, they won't win the Super Bowl. I mean, we're doing some bold stuff right now. You're going now. off. Yeah. It's yeah. been said. Yeah, it's been said only here on ESPN 106.3. When we return, uh, Jeanette is having a hard time acclimating to high society. We'll explain when we come back. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I bit the all-living hell out of my tongue mm. yesterday. Like, I hate that. And it's like the tip. So anytime I run my tongue around, along my teeth or make any contact with, like, liquid or a solid, I don't know. Um, it, it's it's painful. Like it, I bit it so bad that it numbed for 20 minutes. I legit oh. thought I bit a piece of my tongue off. So like run to the mirror and make sure. Like yeah, bleeding. yeah, I had to. And like you do that thing where you kind of touch your tongue, and then sure enough, blood Ugh. all over it. And now it looks like I got like stabbed in the tip of my tongue. Sucks. I think burning is worse though, because burning makes all food taste bad. In my experience, what is worse, burning your tongue? Or biting your tongue. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What is worse, biting your tongue or burning your tongue? Because I've always felt that burning my tongue has a quicker healing period than biting my tongue. Yeah, I feel like burning your tongue, it burns and that's over it. When you bite your tongue, I feel like there's a mental, emotional process that yeah. goes with it as well. Where and- it's like... Oh my gosh, I actually did this. How did I do right. this? And Why does it hurt? Most How times, does it feel better? And most times it turns into like a canker sore as yeah. well. And it sucks. Where like when you burn your tongue, it's like, oh man, I should have waited for that coffee to like chill out for a little <laughs> right. bit. With biting, it's like I caused my own pain. Well, you can move on. Right, exactly. <laughs> What's worse, biting or burning your tongue? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Uh, don't go to Dr. Neil Goldhaber with tongue issues. But go to Dr. Neil Goldhaber with throat issues. Okay? If you say, I bit my tongue, can you help me? You'll say, well, do you have a throat problem? And he handles ear issues. And he handles nose concerns. And snoring. And all things associated with ears and nose and throat it is Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Get your consultation now for the ENT extraordinaire based in Boynton Beach. He's Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. He's a huge Yankees fan. I, I Honestly, I think that uh, the Yankees season is the baseball equivalent of biting your tongue. Um, well, they just swept the Astros, so I'm yeah. so annoyed by that. Hey. Congratulations, doctor. <laughs> They've got a chance to meet the playoffs. Get out of here. Bye. Goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. That's Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Christian's going to be popping by just to have some Yankee propaganda talk with Dr. Neil Goldhaber, apparently. Do you want a, you want a World Series ring to show him? 
I'd love to show Dr. Neil Goldhaber my uh, Your Astros. Houston Astros yeah. World Series ring. Uh, again, the in-game host at the ballpark at the Palm Beach is spring training for the Astros. That's Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com for all your ENT needs. Snorers, I'm telling you, this man does wonders. It is Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Uh, Anthony on Ken Levick Alive, weighing in on tongue injuries. What's up, Anth? What's going on, family? Uh, so I think biting your tongue does absolutely suck, depending on how bad <laughs> it is. But burning your tongue... There's nothing worse, man. It lasts uh-huh. forever, and then your food takes forever to, you know, like like uh, I think someone said, uh, you can't taste anything. It makes the food taste bad. Thank you. <laughs> that that was real, real quick. Go ahead, real Ed. quick. One time I had a, I was a judge for this food uh, uh extravaganza uh-huh. thing near Essence Fest up in or- uh, um New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greatest food ever, right? And the morning of, I went to this cappuccino spot and I burned my tongue. I didn't taste anything for a week. <laughs> so, oh, no. so, so you were you were a judge at this festival where there's people, cooks who are depending, maybe their future depends on what your taste buds tell you, and you didn't disclose that you burned off all of your taste buds just hours before you were a judge in this competition. It was like the greatest looking gumbo and and crawfish boils and everything. I didn't taste a drop. <laughs> that is wait, how'd you pick a winner then? Right. Presentations, everything. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you went with the visual. Uh, Got it. Okay. All right, Anthony. Uh, I, I. That still seems a little bit sketchy, but yes, I suppose there's a visual aspect to uh, to judging that as well. It's very specific uh, tongue burn. It's when you make ground beef and the grease gets you on the tongue. Making tacos at home, you know. Gringo tacos, Jeanette. What are you talking? Yeah, so I don't care ground, if it's gringo tacos. I'm more a disgusted. Tongue burn. Uh, the, 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 the grease. Uh, what that? are you saying? I thought you were going to say coffee. I thought you were going to no, say no, soup. No, no, no. Like typical things you burn your tongue on. You're saying ground beef. Yeah, always never, ground beef, whether it be homemade tacos with the taco packet and the ground beef, or if you're making hamburger helper, that burn is different because the grease does not completely get drained as much as you try to drain the ground beef. The grease is there. It burns your tongue. It's awful. What is he talking about? I, I legit have never burned my tongue on a piece uh, of meat. And my, oh my now, the God, phone like, lines are, are just lighting up right now. Yeah, Everyone is agreeing uh, with me. Uh, it's Christian, crazy. how many times do you burn your tongue? Have you not learned your lesson? It hasn't. It's been a minute, but those injuries, they stay with you, and it's precautionary tale. I'm trying to help other people because I've been burned literally and figuratively in the past. Dude, so get some therapy. You sound traumatized. Brown beef tongue burn. Uh, can't say I've been there. Uh, what What is worse, burning your tongue or biting your tongue? Uh, you can also weigh in on which NFL team's going to be stuck in the mud in 2023. Uh, Jeanette has realized that she doesn't fit in with Palm Beach. And we have a very important message we need to deliver to the entire country of Canada. We'll do that all in hour number two. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.